talking Bud's Leaf Show. The one-in-one edition. How's it going, everybody? I'm Rob. He's Ryan. So, I mean, where where do you want to start? If I was still coming up for corny titles for our episodes, the title that I would come up with is something along the lines of A Leopard Doesn't Change Its Spots. Can a Leopard Change Its Spots? Something like that. Because if you look at the first two games of this season, this... We've seen this movie before. We've seen this movie before. Like, a disappointing opening night against the Montreal Canadiens. I saw that one coming from a mile away. I, I, I was this close to putting down a bet that the Montreal Canadiens were going to win that hockey game. I thought it was going to go to overtime, but... That first game just did not surprise me at all. Yeah, I mean, it, it was, it was, uh, it's so funny, right? Like before the game started, I saw a lot of people talking on Twitter about how, oh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to sit back. I only care about game 83 this year. That's what I'm worried about. I care about what happens in the playoffs. And then they go out and they lose like that to a team that they're clearly a lot better than. And then everybody's pissed off and upset. Then they bounce back against the Washington Capitals, and I I wouldn't call that a a great performance, but not all wins are pretty. Sometimes you have to win ugly, and that's exactly what they did. And now they're one and one. And just I I I'm giving the floor to you. Where do you want to start? Like what jumps out at you first? I just think that. I've already every time I watch this team, it's just a roller coaster of emotions. One period you feel one way, next period you feel another way, next period you feel another way. My main feeling out of all these six periods so far this season is it's just like we said earlier, can a leopard change its spots? And it's just like this is the same hockey team. I'm not I don't want to get crazy negative on this first episode, but just through these first two games. They're just the same hockey team. They, they changed a couple players in and out, but the way they lost to Montreal, I'm not going to go crazy, whatever it happens. First game against Montreal, always a good game, but it's just, again, like it's, there's a guy throwing a puck away. Yeah. Another goal by a guy who plays a brand of hockey that usually dominates this team. Like, it's just, it, it was the same story kind of. Like, it was just, that's why like that game ended and I was just, I was just kind of like, here we, here we go, here we go, strap in. I because I don't think they're a good hockey team, but I'm not. I have no expectations of them going far. Like it's just they, they look like the same hockey team that does the same thing every year. Well, that's because it's the exact same core of guys, and I, I, I want to like get this out of the way early. You and I are not sitting here like doom and gloom. No, like like we're no. not sitting here feeling like super negative and are like, oh my god, like it's like. I just think, you know, it's what I said before. It's it's the same hockey team. It's just my observation. It's just how I feel when I when I watch them. It's generally my feelings. It's just I'm not really excited for anything. It's just what what's the goal here? I get people waiting for game 83, but guess what? That's 80 games from now. You know, it's it's we have a long way to go and. And what do you want to see out of this team in the regular season to make you feel better about them finally doing it? Like, what what do you need to see? 
Like I just that that's I'm trying to come up with little things that I can think of that is progress in my eyes for this hockey team. So right now, number one's goaltending. So let's start there. What did you think of the goaltending through the first two games? I thought it was fine. I thought it was fine. I, I it could have gone a lot worse. Nobody stole a game, but I overall I'm I'm pretty okay with how the goalies I saw some people last night after the game taking runs at Matt Murray and it kind of pissed me off because I, I my take on that is if you pointed the finger, was Matt Murray a, a world beater against the Habs? No. But if you were pointing the finger at him after that game, you had already decided before the puck dropped on that game that you don't like Matt Murray. Yeah. And you were going to attack him no matter what. And then um, in the Washington game, Ilya Samsonov lets in one like kind of civvy goal that goes right through him. And then after that, I thought he locked it down and he looked like... I thought he was fine. He looked fine. Yep. I thought, yeah, the, the, the puck went through him. But overall, I thought he was... I was never panicking when there was a scramble in front of the net because he was flopping around doing something weird. He, he was just in position. He looks big in there. It's one thing I will say about Matt Murray too. Both these goalies compared to Jack Campbell, they, their size in the net is noticeable yes, yes. for me. Not that that I, not that's a big deal or anything, but it's just, I don't know, man, I'm really rooting for these guys. So that's like my mindset in this season. I just really want this to work out for this hockey team. So they actually have a chance of doing something because they don't have a chance. If their goaltenders aren't playing well, um, let's start with with something pot. Like we we just had a positive take on the goaltending. Let's start um with another positive take because I think we're gonna have our fair share of things we want to gripe about on here. Um, the second line, you and I have poked some fun at uh, Denny the Goat, Dennis Malgan, and honestly, it's not because of Dennis Malgan. It's because of the organization's um. If this was a wrestling promotion, we'd be saying they're doing everything they can to get Dennis Malgan over. Yeah. And and that's so that's kind of why we we poke fun at Dennis Malgan, but through two games I thought offensively that's been their best line. I thought John Tavares has looked has looked for a guy who missed the bulk of training camp. I thought he's looked pretty good through two games. He looks he looks like tonight tonight especially against the the Capitals, I thought he looked pretty good. He looked pretty fast. Um and William Nylander has had through two games, has had 600 chances yeah. to score he's, in and around the net. Yeah, he's really created opportunities for himself in the first two games. He's always on an odd man rush going on the uh, on the good side of, of the ice, but it's, yeah, they've been good, man. They've looked good. It's been their best five-on-five -five line, most dangerous five-on-five -five line. There's no doubt. They've looked really good. Um, Okay, so... <laughs> Where, where do you want to start? Like you, you had a couple gripes, some um, kind of off camera and things that you voiced um, to me that you wanted to bring up during the show. So, do you want to start with the forward depth, meaning the third and fourth line? Callie Arncroft did get a goal tonight on a nice setup from yeah, um, Alex Kerfoot yeah. But do you want to start there, or do you want to start with Jake Muzzin and Justin Hole? Um. I feel like I'm more passionate about the Huzzin. Uh, Huzzin. Jake Huzzin. Holzen. <laughs> Holzen. The Muzzin and Hole pair. Because um, through texting with you, texting with everyone I know who watches this hockey team and watching it with my own eyes, not that thrilled about them being on the ice as much as they're going to be on the ice for 82 games. Yeah. And the fact that they're paired together. Now, I know... 
in a perfect world where everyone's healthy, Justin Hole is not out there. In a perfect yeah. world where everyone's healthy, it's it's Lilligren out there with Jake Muzzin. But is this on Sheldon Keefe? I mean, we had overwhelming evidence last season in particular that this defense pair can't do it anymore. It's, they're just slow. It's just, it, it comes down to, I know they're both big bodies and they, and they come across as playing actual physical brand of hockey, but I just like watching, they're slow, man. They can't skate and they make mistakes. Like one thing I will say about Justin Hall, I will give him a compliment that I think he's one of the best shot blockers on the team. He's always covering that one timer that every team has when the most dangerous goal scorer sets up over there. But did it, yeah, did it to Ovechkin a couple yeah, of and times. then he and then he did it yesterday to Caulfield and and a couple other guys. But it's just um, you just watch them as a pair five on five, and and they make mistakes because they can't move their feet that well. So when they can't move their feet that well, some guys pressure them quicker, and that that in turn makes them make that awful pass that we're talking about the next day when Jake Muzzin throws the nicest pass of his career to a Montreal Canadian and it's in the back of the net. So what's the answer? Is the answer splitting them up or is the answer is the see to me, I think the answer is as long as Lilligren's hurt, you make Giordano and Sandine your second defense pair and you bump Muzzin and hold down to your third pair. But we see it like that. Yeah, Sheldon I don't think Keefe, Sheldon well, Keefe sees it like that. that. Well, that's what the question I was asking you before. Like, is this is Sheldon Keefe partially to blame for this? Like, I'm not a huge blame Sheldon Keefe guy, especially at this stage in the game. Like, the players play, man. And, like, the Montreal game, they're, they come out and, and they just look completely disinterested and they're not ready to play. And I just, I have such a hard time. I know there's a lot of people, myself included at times over the years, have gone, that's coaching. But, like... I don't know. You guys really need your coach to go in there and get you fired up to play. So I don't know, but I do blame them for the ways deploying the defense. Cause that pair doesn't work together. They don't work. They're a liability on the ice. So at what point do you just like, this is, I always say this. If this was Mike Babcock doing this, We'd be roasting him. We'd be on here right now going, yeah. well, can't split muzzin and hole up. Well, that, that's because of the way he'd handle it in the media. <laughs> But what's your what's your like opinion on that? I, I don't know. I just don't know. Like, is Giordano and Sandine really that much better? Yes. It's just yes, they are. Mark Giordano. If you're looking at the veteran defenseman, if you told me, like, who are the the out of their six guys, I would say four of them are veterans. Okay. Mark Giordano is ahead of Jake Muzzin on my list in terms of like skill when it comes to those four guys. Yeah, they both just need, in a perfect world, they would have a guy who can move his feet with either of those players. Like and not cut them up, and you put them both with a player who can actually skate and like move a puck around so they can kind of play more of that stay-at-home style of defense. And not cough the puck up left and right. Yeah, they just, yeah, they just don't look... They're just, they're just both slow, and when they play together, they make each other look more slow. I think if they worked with players and played with players who could elevate their game, it, it, it wouldn't be so obvious but them together they just make each other so slow that's it all right next um talk to me about the third and fourth line maybe we'll give the third line a break because they did score a big goal tonight to tie the game up but the fourth line in particular (sighs) these the newcomers of obey kubel and zach aston reese yeah or as uh gord miller said repeatedly tonight obey kubel i I don't 
I don't want to be the Toronto fourth line guy. How many times we come on here and have a conversation about a fourth line? At the end of the day, if the top players are playing at their best, that it, it shouldn't matter. The fourth line shouldn't be a factor. But, dude, like, they, have you even noticed them on the ice at all in the first two games? And 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 I know I don't want to be the the Wayne Simmons guy, but it's just the way they were talking about Wayne Simmons, like he was just done, and there was just no way he could make this team compared to the other bottom six talent. And and then I watched the first two games here, and I know it's two games, but it's just. Like these are these are the studs that that everybody was talking about. These guys can't come out of the lineup. I want you. Like to, I haven't even noticed them. I want you to elaborate on that a little bit because there's a lot of people who are going to hear you say that and roll their eyes and be like, "Oh, this guy's defending Wayne." Simmons. It's not that I'm defending Wayne Simmons. It's just I don't care about Wayne Simmons. Wayne Simmons did not play good hockey last year. He was not effective at all. Like, do what? Do I like him? Like, yes. Do all the guys in the locker room probably love him? Yes. It's just, it's not so much about Wayne Simmons not on the team. It's just the way that these bottom six forwards were were portrayed in the media going into this season. Like they were going to be a threat every single night. And I'm sorry, through two games, I'm still figuring out what number Aston Reese is wearing because he's not on the ice. He's not doing anything. So it's like, I just, it's more about looking into the future and what role this line's going to have. Like, is this is this the fourth line or is this, line going to see changes over weeks that Sheldon Keefe's going to tweak with like well it's know. game it's game two of 82 and so I, no, I gotta imagine, complain about something well yeah I would imagine that it's it it will be a work in progress like I imagine Nick Robertson is going to be up here at some point and it's yeah I think it's going to be a work in progress You can probably sense watching me that I have this sort of aura about me. And we were talking about this as we were watching the game. It's you just watch this team and it just sets in for you that it's like if you're waiting for some sort of like turning of the tide, yeah. it's not ha it's not no. coming. Like it's not coming. Listen, will they make the playoffs? Absolutely. Will they finish at the top of the Atlantic? Absolutely. Are they a good hockey team? Absolutely. But they are who they are. Yeah. Like they, they are who they are. It, it it's it's a group, it's a core group of guys that play a certain way. And some nights they're gonna be into it, and some nights they're not. Like that's another takeaway. Like, how many games last year did we come on here after they played Buffalo and they just didn't show up for 60? Remember like the Heritage Classic in Hamilton, where yeah. they just got their asses kicked by the Buffalo Sabres. And you're looking at this game coming up on Saturday night against Ottawa, and you're like, well, how's that going to go? I don't know. And it's just, I sound like I'm being negative, but I'm not trying to be negative. I'm, I'm apathetic. Like, I look at the situation, and I'm just like, this is what it is, man. It's like, these guys are going to make the playoffs, and... They're going to roll the dice again and they're probably going to go to a seven game series and yeah, what's happens from there. They may win it. They may not. It's just, I think every year as leaf fans, we sort of psych ourselves up, right? Like you were, you were laughing earlier about how, Oh, we're, we're doing, we're, we're a cup team talk again. Oh, that's the worst. That's the worst thing I hear on on radio every single day, but, or or on Twitter, see on Twitter, or read about on any sort of sports app. It's just how 
the line that this team's looking to make a cup run, which is leading exactly into what you're you were just saying, which I totally agree with, which is what I was kind of saying at the start of the episode. Like I'm just trying to find ways that my mind can change that mindset. Just like what can I look for in this team that because you know they're they're not going to change a lot, but it's just like maybe there's some shred of hope and I'm just trying to find the things that they actually can do for me to feel better about them because I'm just like you, what you just said. I'm just watching them being like, I'm not even getting that crazy excited because it's just like this, this is the same team. But does, do you agree with me though, that we go into the season and I think expectations get a little too high. Like I think they always do. It's like cop run. Yeah. No, no, but it's like, we talk about it. Dude, you and I are guilty of it too. You and I are guilty of it too. I was on podcasts all last week and I'm like, this team, I love their team on paper. They've looked great in the preseason. I'm picking them to win the division. And and all that may still happen. Like all that may still happen. That's all still in play. We're only two games in. But I think if you're waiting for this team to be the Tampa Bay Lightning. No, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. No. It's not going to happen. And it just, it is, it is what it is. Like they're going to like get used to feeling how you felt after the Montreal game, because there's more games like that coming. They're going to take nights off. That's the DNA of this team. And it's just this, and <laughs> it's just the heartbreak. It's just, you can't lose a game like that. It's just like, they didn't go out. They just had to lose the first game of the year, the same way they pretty much lost the last game of the year. Yes. And that's yes. just, that's not a great tone to that's- set, even though they kind of fixed it tonight or after the Capitals game, but it's just, I don't know, man. It's the same DNA. It's 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 tough. It's gonna be a tough season. It's really gonna be tough. It's gonna be. A t- I I don't know, but honestly, I don't know if it's gonna be a tough season. I if I was a gambling man, I would say this season is probably gonna go a lot like last year's. Yeah, they're gonna have stretches of the year where they look like the best team ever assembled. They're gonna have nights where they look like shit, and. That's that's that. That's their team. I have a philosophical question I want to ask you. When you... This team gets criticized all the time about mental mistakes, like mental error. We weren't ready to... How many times in this era of this team have you heard terms, terminology like a full 60 minutes? Like we weren't ready to play. Mental mistakes, that sort of thing. Urgency. Urgency, yes. Killer instinct. Yeah. Um, where does that come from? Like, in your opinion, why does this team come out some nights and stink? Is that Sheldon? It's, and it's not even that they stink. It's they look like they don't want to be there. Like they look like they're, they're out there and they're just like, ah, okay, we'll go out and we'll skate around and maybe we'll, we're good enough to beat this team, but nah, we're not going to press too hard. Like, do you put that on Sheldon Keefe? Do you put that on the leadership of the team? Do you put that on the general manager? Like, because I think if you listen to the criticism after the Habs game, it was a lot of, I can't believe they did that again yeah. after everything they've been through after. The, and so it's like, why are they like this is basically what I'm asking in your opinion. 
I don't, I don't presume to... Well, what, um, what, we, what year are we in of this core and this run? Six. Six. All I can really chalk it up to now is that these group of hockey players who are skilled, talented, and some of the best players in the world, when you put them all together on a team and they play a season and, and, and play into the playoffs, it is pretty clear that I just think the mix of these dudes just doesn't, there's just something that isn't clicking with it. You can change the coach. Like how different is Mike Babcock from Sheldon Keefe? Like, it's just like, maybe if they did bring in a, a, a an old hard nosed guy and he changed the, the atmosphere, they'd win around. But I don't know. I just think that all these players put together and you put all their games together and, and put the pressure on them. It's just clear that there's just something not clicking with it. Like they blow games, they collapse. But do you buy into the narrative that they? Do you think they consciously go out there? Do you think they looked at the Montreal Canadiens roster and went, <laughs> like, come on, like we're like we're gonna go out here and we're gonna? Like, we're I, gonna I just think they weren't sleepwalk through this game. No, I, I don't think so. I just think that. <laughs> honestly like when you really think about it it's pretty it, there's no reason for it yes. really like that's like i was just about to say something and then i just thought in my head it's like why did they come out and not play because they were not ready to play no they they were not skating no they took a couple early penalties and they just never had the momentum ever they got outplayed and outskated all night and that's just I don't think you're in the dressing room before the game being like, this is going to be a joke. This team sucks because they, they know better than anybody that it doesn't matter who's in a Montreal Canadian uniform. They're going to play you tough and probably beat you. Cause that's Do they just know that though. And the only reason well, why... they should know that because but, that's all that's happened to them but, and their tenure here. But the only reason why I'm, I'm challenging you on that is because it keeps happening. It's just, they don't, they don't work together. Yeah. Man. yeah like yeah. it's just as simple as that. It doesn't, like, who, who would, what would this group like basically what you would need to do is you would just try to find a coach that would try to change the way things are done. But as long as the personnel of this team is centered around them and a bunch of other small dudes who, who kind of play the same game, like it's just like it's not just it's the core, but also like the bottom six core over the past couple of years, like all these amazing teams, they have this core of depth players that are incredible and then eventually those depth players need to make money and they leave but it's just it's it's the core mixed with the bottom six like it's just the whole chemistry of the hockey team is just pretty clearly there's just some bad genes in there and that dna like you know like it's just they don't work and again they blow I, games i want to be crystal clear here because we get so many people who comment on our videos and are just like you guys are so negative if there's one guy who comments on our video that just repeatedly is like, God, this is the most negative Leaf podcast in the well, world. Well, let's, let's go on a positive rant then. But we, let's we show him. We did uh, no, we did off the top. And but I wanna I wanna be clear that it's like we're not sitting here being doom and gloom. It's two games into the season. It's just I think that reality that this team is the team, a leopard doesn't change its spots is setting in for us. That's what I think. I think it's like, here we go again. There's going to be nights where you turn the TV off and you're like, that was a waste of my time watching that. <laughs> they didn't show up 
They didn't show up at all. Like the Blue Jays and Gabe won. Yeah. <laughs> the yes. wild card series. Yes. Like, like there's oh, just going to be times where it's just like. That was awful. Yeah. That was awful. <laughs> yeah. Right? And that it's was like terrible. And I think that. <laughs> But also, I, I'm just having this, like, you, everyone watching this is um, witnessing me having this, like, mind-melting epiphany trying to figure it out. Yeah, honestly, we're figuring this out does the, as we're recording this. Do the Tampa Bay Lightning have games like that? We don't watch every game. Do the Tampa Bay Lightning go out one night and stink the joint out? They lost their first game of the season to the Rangers. This Capitals team lost their first game of the season to the I think Bruins. the Tampa Bay Lightning... Easily go and stink the joint out, but yes. just, but the, do they lose as many devastating games, or do they blow as many leads as this hockey team? But do we? Because like, that that's that's the heartbreaking stuff. Going out and getting pumped five nothing—that's one thing. But when you're when you're giving up three goal leads and and giving up goals with seventeen seconds left against your your rival, like that that's that's what we're talking about. But again, it's. The criticism that gets lobbied at these guys constantly is weren't ready to play, not interested, yada, yada. Do the Lightning have games where they're not ready to play? Like the, the point I'm trying to make here is, is our lens watching this team because we cover it and the people that we listen to cover it and the people that we follow on social media cover it. Whether you're a, a, a media member, a podcaster, a fan... In some way, shape, or form, you cover the team. So the point I'm trying to make is, is our lens skewed? Yes, 100%. It has to be. We don't want nobody, anyone who says they stay up and watch as many Tampa Bay Lightning games as say they do are, are lying. Like, we don't know. But you know what I do know? Is that team shows up in the biggest games of the year for the past four seasons. And that's the difference right there. They can go and stink the joint out in the regular season. Oh my, wow, great. They ended the season like crap last year. And guess what? Didn't matter. When it's time to step up and be big boys, that's what that hockey team does. So they get a they get a longer leash in brutal regular season games cuz you know they're going in the playoffs. You know they're going on a run. You know they the, they have the best goalie in the world. You, my friend, just hit the nail directly on the head. Yeah. Games nights in which the Maple Leafs do not show their best effort, I think would go a lot less, a lot more unnoticed. Not unnoticed, but I think people would not freak out as much had they had the playoff success. If they got eliminated in the third round last year, I don't think you'd be as pissed off. But it's just been year after year after year of playoff failure so your your anxiety and your lens is kind of tainted and skewed. So you get upset over a November game against Buffalo where they play like crap. Well, I mean, you can't, you can't also forget that this is a, a game-to-game market. Yes. Like we can't just... We can only watch what's in front of us. Yes. Like, they played the Washington Capitals. All we can really talk about is that game against the Washington Capitals and how we feel about it. And that can cause overreaction because one person could have a bad game and that's all we're talking about. But it's pretty hard to go through an entire season 
and just be like, oh, well, that was fine. They'll, they'll be there at the end. They'll be at the end. Like, we're going to react game to game. That's where some of the negativity comes from because but we start. what, what the hell are we going to talk about? But we start every year saying we're not going to do that. Well, it's, it's impossible. Exactly. It's impossible. Exactly. exactly. You can't not. Yes, exactly. It's not just it's we, not there just There wouldn't us. be as a million Leaf shows if, if we were all like that. It's like, no, we're, we're just living in the moment, and that involves spazzing every once and again. Like, it's just, that's the way it is, covering a, a team game to game in this market. Yeah. Let's finish on a positive. Basically, like, what do we, like, like, what is this episode? You know, like, I'm kind of confused about, like, it's just, like, what is the expectation? Like, I, I just. That's, the, we're sitting here. We've literally sat here for 20 some odd minutes. Having a therapy session. Yeah. Like, what are we even, like, mad about or anything? We're it's not, just, we're not mad about anything. I, know, it's I just, think, I think it's, I think the point of, of the discussion is. I think in the off season. I think our expectations for what this team is going to do night in and night out get out of hand. There's just, that's what I think. There's just no excitement in this room. Like, that's all I'll say. Like, I'm just not, there's nothing I'm really excited for but, this season. They're but, just going to do their thing and it's just going to, whatever happens, happens. Like, it's just, I, I have no excitement. It's just, there's nothing in here that's burning of passion yet. It's just, it's just like, Whatever, like here, like I love watching them. I love that they're back on. Like I get excited when I get to see them play every other night or eighty-two times a year. But it's just, I don't know, man. In terms of just the overall picture, I have I have nothing internally that I am really excited about with this hockey team. So you're saying you you're not feeling excitement, but on the other side of that coin, are you feeling negativity? I, I want I want to see them do well. Like I feel bad for these guys. You know I want to see them succeed. I think they're all just a, a good group of dudes. It's just and they, they we get we harp on them because it's just this team is just in everybody's heads. But I want to see these dudes succeed. I really want to see the goalies have a good year because like, I can't stand Jack Campbell and all his little fans. They drive me insane. <laughs> so it's just oh, I hate Jack Campbell fans. But I, I like I do want to see the goalies play well. I do want to see Austin Matthews go on another tear. I want to see Mitch Marner get over 100 points this year. I want to see William Nylander get 40 goals. I want to see John Tavares play to the best he can, the best of his capability at his skill level and his age right now. I want to see Sandine get better. Like I want to see all that. It's just, you know, like at the end of the day, it's all about, it's all about the results. Like it's just that that's that's all it is at the end of the day. And I just don't feel like this group this season with all the new pieces and new goalies I just I just don't know if they're gonna get us there I just don't I just it's early I get it two games see I'm not there I'm, I'm not I just, there I, I don't know man like I'm I not just, I'm not there for me the the emotion I'm feeling is I think I got I let my expectations get out of hand a little bit and I thought that we were gonna see a bit of a different hockey team to start the season and 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 again, I know there's someone watching us right now going, it's two games, but I know it's two games and there's going to be games where they look amazing. They look like the best team in hockey. And there's going to be nights where they just are like, nah, not tonight. Well, I just like this podcast has really been, it's been one of our most interesting podcasts because usually we come in here and I feel like we're always on the same page, but we just watched the first two games of the season. We haven't really talked about 
like what we're really feeling like. And I feel like this is the first time me and you are actually having a genuine conversation about how we feel about this team. And it's yeah. just not everything makes sense. Like it just, your mind changes every time someone brings up a point or an opinion or you read a stat. It's just, this has been a live look in of me and you just being like, working, I, don't, I don't know where I'm at with yeah, this team yep, right working, now. Working through our, our feelings yeah. towards the Maple Leafs. And like, like I said, it's not, it's not doom and gloom at all. And it's, but it's also not exactly. overwhelming positivity. Yeah, exactly. Perfect way to put it. I'm not down here, but I'm definitely not up here. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, just whatever. Like this season's going to be, is what it is. And we're just going to have to remind ourselves that all that matters is them getting to the playoffs and succeeding. Yes. It's just like whatever happens on a, on a Wednesday night against the New York Rangers when they get pumped, like it's just, that's going to happen. It's just, I don't know. All right, well, um, we're going to get out of here. Got uh, Saturday night at home against the Ottawa Senators, then Monday night at home against the Arizona Coyotes. So we'll soldier on and see um, what version of this Leafs team we're going to get. Two pretty little food games. Yeah, two food games indeed. want to remind everybody that we've partnered with the good people at Sports Interaction. So be sure to hit up sia.com slash buds. Sign up for all their great stuff. Couple hits for me tonight. Matthew's scoring, mm. Leafs money line, all good for me. Did you basically like? I, I have the. I feel like the best way to bet right now is just picking a top player on a on a good hockey team to score a goal. Yes, and and you always get that plus money, and you're probably gonna hit it more than enough to make a profit or kind of stay even. Yes. It's I think betting anytime goal scorer in the NHL is maybe the best bet on uh on any sport right now. So once again everyone hit up sia.com slash talking buds to sign up with sports interaction today and enjoy all the incredible stuff that that website has to offer. Last week Ryan talked about the casino games as well. Oh um don't say that. <laughs> Don't say that. Uh, gotta... Would you say that this is one of the most serious podcasts we've ever had? Yeah, it's been kind of weird yeah, in here. Yeah, like, it it's has. almost like got awkward for a second because yeah. it's just like, man, like this is this season's no joke. No. Like heads will roll. Yes. Heads will roll. Yes. Like this is it. This is the last dance. Yes. You know, like it's it's serious. It is a serious season. Yeah. And the last dance will carry on and we will see you guys next week. What are they going to do? Spread the word. <laughs> Spread the word. I'm not ready. Tell your friends. We really appreciate it. Hit that like and subscribe. Leave a comment. If you want to roast us, we had some guys. Come on, let's go to the Blue Hotel. I want to live at the Blue Hotel. The podcast that goes everywhere the imagination dares. It's for the open-minded, the pleasure seeker. It's Jeff Woods with the new podcast about relationships and sexuality, theme-based with special guests, the Blue Hotel Hotline, and every episode climaxes with an adult bedtime story. Get a room and listen in at the Blue Hotel. Begins Friday, September 23rd.
Hi, I'm Logan Anderson, host of the Say the Damn Score podcast. On my show, I deep dive into the sports broadcasting business by, you guessed it, talking to sportscasters. The show has featured big names like Bob Costas, Kenny Albert, and Vern Lundquist, as well as many up-and-coming broadcasters who you may not know yet, but you will know soon. Whether you're looking for professional development as a sportscaster, different career paths, or if you just want to be entertained by hearing some of the best storytellers in the world tell their own stories, this podcast is for you. You can subscribe to the podcast on all major podcast platforms, or you can visit our website, saythedamnscore.com.